Good evening, Mr. Haynes, Mr. Malone, Mr. Foster. What are you fucking nerds doing here? Random ass thoughts. All right, what were you thinking about today, by the way? Because you mentioned something right before hitting the button. Uh, you said you had some bathroom thoughts. You know, I was referring to toilet thoughts. I was referring to just like random shit that you come up with when you're trying to squeeze one out. But you actually came up with... You had a situation. You said that, and then it immediately reminded me of something. Have you ever been in workplace, uh, public bathroom, any place? And two things. Mm -hmm. First one, you can hear the guy in the stall wiping. (laughs) Yeah. Audibly, you can hear him wiping. That guy's usually me. Yeah. Not only that, but he was doing it aggressively. What? Was he like shit talking himself? No, there's (laughs) no verbiage involved. It was all Shit, shit talking, you know. All right. Yeah, okay. I, I, I got gotcha. you. Just as long as you're catch, catch yeah. the, picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> and then it was for an uncomfortably long amount of time. The, the wiping like, session. What? <laughs> Is he cleaning a pug's ass? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's... Um, actually, okay, while you're thinking about toilet thoughts, A, um, I've taken the, like, checking the stalls for shoes in case I go in to wash my hands and you're in there. Because because I'm gonna I'm gonna get you with a proclamation one of these days and you're not gonna be ready for it. But well, I've warned you, so I guess maybe you are. Uh, oh, B. Okay, great. here's here's a, a trial of will for you. Okay, so you go into the bathroom, you're taking a wee. Somebody's in the stall. They rip ass. Now, a would you rather be the person at the stall trying not to laugh and completely corpsing, or would you rather be B? the guy in the stall trying not to laugh at the guy in the urinal at the urinal trying not to laugh. And I'm visualizing this perfectly because like (laughs) you can mentally hear his body shake from trying not to laugh. (laughs) Yes, that is accurate. (laughs) And (laughs) you can feel the vibration in the ground from his own body just jiggling. Yeah, but sometimes you hear the person at the stall go like this. You know, like that, and it becomes like this ping pong of uh, of austerity in the bathroom because every it, it's, <laughs> it's like passing a yawn on back and forth. <laughs> I can't. I like almost fail every time, but I learned. I learned in a very harsh environment to keep my fucking trap shut and to just hold my breath until everybody's cleared out. Cause the one bathroom that almost. Uh, I had a situation in in Chicago that you know how the guy in the stall next to me began freaking out after uh, after being on his phone. I was like, "Oh, hope he doesn't look underneath this stall." <laughs> and that's the story for another time. But yeah, if I started laughing at the guy out loud, then I would have like had I would have had had some asshole like I don't know fucking hangover with a noose or whatever the fuck. I I, I just I, it just dawned on me the the ultimate payoff for this situation. Huh. You're in the stall, guys at the urinal. Okay. You rip ass. Uh-huh. You don't hear him fart. Uh-huh. But you can hear the stream in the urinal wobble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That would be a difficulty. There's no winning in either of these situations. No. Yeah. There's, there's only there's a, just losers. There's all only around. escaping with your dignity intact, and that's the most you can that's the most you can ask for. Except, wait, no. I think there is a way to win this. I think one of you fuckers just has to laugh out loud. Just break the tension. Yeah, I think you just lean right the fuck into that skid. You're going Mach five. Time to time to take the cliff face. Full on. Shh. You bust ass. The other guy's like <laughs> you gotta be like, ha ha! Welcome! Like a victory chance. Yes. <laughs> Since I guess the statute of limitations is over, I could tell this one story about a time back when I was at another job. Uh, just, I, I had a, a really bad time in there. Statue of limitations? Yeah, because it, it was a while ago. Were you it, it's thrown out? Ho- hold on. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> Let me tell this story. Okay, all right. I'm in, obviously, the best stall, the uh, the handicap stall, because mm-hmm. it's the greatest stall. Yep. Uh, you just get so much space in there. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's like a small apartment. You got a valet. You got a jar with blue liquid and the comb in it. You got mints. 
Anyway, I'm in there and I'm just I, I I'm I'm making a crater. It's not pretty. It's 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 brutal. And I'm literally I'm waiting for everyone else to clear out because I don't want anyone to associate it was me that was in there. A few minutes later, okay, the coast is clear. Uh-huh. Get out. I just finished up, got out of there. A few minutes later, I'm in the control room, and this is after the show, so nothing's going on. I'm just going through emails and whatever. Mm-hmm. Co-worker walks in and just says, could you fucking believe what someone did in there? Holy <laughs> shit. That guy. And this was, oh, uh, excuse me. By the way, this was Chico. Uh-huh. Oh, so it so was. So now it, you can visualize yeah. the mannerisms. <laughs> and he's saying stuff like, whoever that is, that motherfucker must smell like liquid shit. <laughs> well, of course, that catches my attention. I'm like, <laughs> fucking Chico. <laughs> So you threw yourself in the mercy of the court, even though you didn't have to? No, I I, I stayed silent the whole time. Oh, okay. I was like, let let the mystery linger. Yeah, I, How about that? <laughs> let, let the mystery and other things linger. Yeah. Yes. Because that smell didn't go away for a while. Yeah. It's not, oh, man, you destroyed it. Yeah. You contaminated it the brutal. environment. <sighs> so that's a great way to, epi- to kick off episode 49 of the Not Podcast. Two-fisted tales of doom. <laughs> <laughs> Talking it. about bowel movements. Daring doo so. I fucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have time to make it up. It'll be like it's like an old Harvey Kurtzman comic from from EC. Two fisted tales of bathroom brouhaha's. <laughs> <laughs> Dare you walk into the crypt of flatulence? What the fuck's going okay. on this week? Yeah, let's talk about a few things. Let's get down into it. You had a thing. I had a couple of things. Okay. Uh, the first one was something that actually came out a couple of weeks ago, and I was thinking, you know, this is something I'd really love to talk to uh, you or Jay about. Mm-hmm. David Tennant's going to be in a new series called Good Omens. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, it looks like a miniseries. I'm going to read the thing that he posted on his Facebook. Uh-huh. Uh, the first official trailer for the hotly anticipated six-part series Good Omens. Hotly. Hotly. So hot, I didn't know it existed. I didn't know hotly was an adjective. That's how That's how hot it is. They're making up new verbiage for it. When you play Doctor Who, you can do whatever the hell you want, I guess. Yep. The adaptation of the cherished comic novel by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett mm-hmm. stars David Tennant and Michael Sheen in lead roles of Crowley and Arizafail? Uh, Aziraphale. Aziraphale. Uh-huh. That's very close. That's how it... Uh, I don't know. I, I, that's the pronunciation as far as I understand. That's how it sounded in my head when I read the book. Well, you know what? That's more than I know, so I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I did watch the trailer, but it's been a while, so I don't remember a whole lot. From what I've seen, I'm I'm really excited about watching this. Yeah, it, it looks damn good. Um, And even better is that it looks like uh, Sky isn't producing it. <laughs> so it might actually be watchable. For anybody that's seen the uh, Sky Discworld movies, you know. Oh, you know. God. Was that the one with uh, Sean Austin? Yeah. Yeah, it had a killer cast. It was just balls on a stick. It was it was it was it was bland as hell. And there's yeah, no other... I was watching. I was like, "What? This is not the way it should be portrayed." There's, yeah, there's very few other ways of like portray of 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 articulating it. I was just bored thirty minutes in and then shut it the fuck off. It used to be on Netflix back in the day, uh, when Netflix was all about like pulling up obscure movies and being awesome. You know, I think that's where I saw it. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw that one and I was like, "Fuck, this has Tim Curry in it." Just got Sean Astin. It had a good cast. It, it, as far as like the as far as like the front of the house goes, it was pretty much a sure fucking bet. But something was rotten in the state of Denmark, and uh, none of it came together uh, at all well. So, I don't know. Me being a picky ass nerd as usual, I can say these things. But have you heard? Uh, they are bringing the Discworld back uh, to the airwaves on the on the BBC. Uh, but it's going to really? be a story called The Guard, which I'm going to assume uh, is focused on the Ankh-Morpur guardsmen. But I don't know whether or not it's an adaptation of the book Guards, Guards, or if it's an original story. Because they're describing it as like a punk rock police procedural. Now, I get the police procedural bit, because there's been more than one guardsman story in the uh, Discworld uh, uh, um, uh, milieu. But punk rock, that's uh, an element uh, that... Um, yeah, that one comes out of nowhere. A bit, yeah, a bit unanticipated. <laughs> Either way, I'm interested in seeing it uh, because hopefully, you know, it's it's in the care of people that give a shit. That's what I'm looking forward to. Somebody who cares, <laughs> somebody who knows, somebody who knows the source material and won't do it wrong, and that's that's fine. It doesn't have to be, you know, exactly what you imagine the book to be. Like a lot of it isn't. 
Like the first time I ever saw Paul Kidd be drawing, I was like, that is not ex- that is exactly not how I imagine that character to be. But goddamn, he makes him look good. Yeah, you would hope that anybody who takes on some kind of subject matter like that would have some kind of love mm-hmm. for the project itself or the least the source material. What was it about good ones? Oh yeah, the death character. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they're making a bit of a gag about Neil Gaiman saying, "Well, I hope we can get Death to uh, play himself in the show." <laughs> I'm a famous author. So What does that even mean? It means he's probably going to do the voice himself. But I was thinking it would be cool if uh, you know, we were we were like dreamcast dreamcasting it, huh? Ah. Not where I really wanted to go with that, but it would just take the pun and work, go with it. Go with it. it. It works. We were like fantasy casting it the other day and thinking about like people that would be uh, people that would be great uh, great voice counterparts for death, et cetera, et cetera. I would love to see, uh, or I should say, hear the same guy voice death who voiced death in the Conquer's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> oh, Greg. <laughs> yeah, Greg the Grim Reaper. <laughs> Freaking squirrels. It's right up your ass, you know. <laughs> I hate squirrels. No, cats. I hate cats with oh, their yeah, mewling yeah. and the constant clawing and the never dying. That's a great game. Um, I wanted to be Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, God. Yeah. He doesn't have to His be... His return to prominence, He doesn't huh? have to be on, but I wanted to be one of those things where somebody's watching the credits, you know, like a super nerd, like one of us, is like going through the credits all the way to the end, and it's like, holy fuck, what? Really? <laughs> I was thinking, do you have like a thing that you do? Because speaking of death, do you have do you have a thing like that you do uh, ritually for every Halloween month, like throughout the entire month? Since we didn't we didn't get to do our like our skit, and I'm taking way too long on this fucking Halloween horror nights thing. No, no, no. I, I actually want to make a um, a small skit video, uh, the, the perils of post Halloween horror nights. Oh, no kidding. Uh, because I have the in my hallway uh-huh. the linen closet the closet door has been removed because it broke yeah <laughs> so when you as soon as you come around the corner you just see right out of the corner of your eye uh-huh. like these linens when it's normally just a white door yeah the first time I did that was I think the weekend after you and I went to Halloween Horror Nights so I come around the corner I'm like Gee! oh oh there's nobody there just a sleeping bag uh, but do you have any like rituals like you watch certain movies or um I don't know. Uh, get into it. Start ceremonializing it in any way. I really should pick up something. I did watch uh, the entire second season of Castlevania and thoroughly enjoyed that it. That was bomb as shit, wasn't it? That was really, <laughs> really. I mean, aside from it being double the first season, it yeah. was still really good. No, it was unexpectedly good. Because I, because I, I don't know if the same was for you, but I got into the first season pretty much because a it was like a it was a it was a, a, a an item of interest, you know, being that it was like ten years on the hopper before they eventually uh, got to make it, and b Castlevania is just something I'm into, so okay, there's bias, but it was pretty good anyway, regardless of that. Season two is like one of those things you want to try to sell people on, even though you know they're not going to be into it because it's animated. And it's like, God damn it, you are really missing out on something. Really? People were waving it off just because it was animated. Uh, you know, the people that I sell stuff to is mostly, you know, they're not, they're, you know, normies. It's an, it's an ugly word, but no less true. Yeah, I can't argue with yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately. But but the thing is, is that if it was live action and was produced like Game of Thrones, you know, aside from written mostly like Game of Thrones, then, you know, <laughs> everybody at work would be talking about it. But because it's a cartoon, people are like, I, I, I don't know, it's anime. And it's like, you don't understand. It's so freaking good. <laughs> she made a castle move. <laughs> That was that was like one of my. F- when did you make a castle move? Never. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments in that thing when she's like trying to drag the castle. I'm giving it a lot away here. Never mind. I'm just shutting up. Um, but okay, there was Castlevania. I watched that. Um, I burned through uh, both seasons of Stand Against Evil, which was pretty good. Um, I thought it was going to be kind of like a more sitcommy uh, take on Ash versus the Evil Dead, but it was its own thing. The, uh, the shows that I got to watch uh, were what was it? Stand Against Evil, uh, Castlevania. House on Haunted Hill. And I got to see that, too. And that was... I knew it was going to be pretty good. Uh, because the last two times people have tried to adapt that movie to any sort of other medium, uh, it ended up just falling flat on its back, tits kissing the sky. Um, <laughs> so there's an image for you. And I don't want to talk too much about that because it's pretty much like 98% spoiler. But goddamn, it was good. Um, 
and each episode is an hour long and it's going to be a bitch to binge straight up um but i also did do the uh the halloween uh, video gaming thing and i only saw like two movies but the games i got through this year were um uh dead space extraction uh, I'm still playing through Castlevania Lords of Shadow, which I started a week in or a week out of October, so that's going to take a while anyway. Um, oh, yeah. was that the game uh, that had the animani or the um, animatic? Yeah, those uh, animatic. Those uh, those zoo- that you put on your Instagram. The Zootrope style demos from within the menu. Yeah, the menu's like in this. Uh, they made it look like a book. So you hit you hit pause, book opens. You can flip through all of your moves and skill sets to buy uh, combos to upgrade, et cetera, et cetera. There's also a bestiary and a character guide and all this other stuff. But oh, that's so cool! Yeah, when when you in the books like part of uh, part of game lore, which uh, which is why they chose that presentation. But um, when you when you scroll through the moves that you can buy uh, before you know, uh, investing the uh, hard-earned uh, your experience points in them, you can see what the moves look like and what they do. And that's what those, uh, that's what those uh, flip books were for. And uh, that was one of the things I always liked about the game. It's like, this is really cool. Uh, I hope this guy got paid a lot. <laughs> to do this old-fashioned, old-timey animation style within a uh, modern-day 3D rendered video game. Um, but I did that one, and I played a couple of, like... Uh, pretty crippled indie games uh, outside of that too which were no less enjoyable and a 6th gen game called Condemned Criminal Origins uh, from the recommendations of uh, somebody that uh, liked the game very much (laughs) did you like the game? Condemned it was yeah it was good uh, because the fighting system was really interesting in it it's basically fencing with trash you find like a 2x4 you swing it. It's like it's almost all melee, except for a couple of spots where uh, you know a shotgun is as uh, um, range. Yeah, well, yeah, it's range combat. But there's there there are like arms suspiciously placed throughout certain points in each stage. So it's like, all right, you won't get too far with this. And the way they handled the range combat was pretty interesting in and of itself because you can't find ammo. Nobody fucking leaves ammo anywhere. However, if people are coming at you with firearms, they will drop a firearm if they're not too good with using them. So, you pick up what they left behind, and however shot, however many shots they got off on you, uh, they are minus that in the weapon's ammo pool. So you're basically picking up their leftovers, and you can't rely upon ranged combat through most of the game. So, like I said, its primary focus is on melee combat. So you can block um, each of the uh, items you pick up has like a different uh, strength and uh, speed ratings to them. So one thing's better than the other, but you might prefer this if you like to... Keep uh, you know enemies at bay, things like that. Shovels, pipes, two by fours, two by fours with nails. Uh, <laughs> various other uh, ugly implements of destruction. But the way this would manifest is that you'd be like swing, block, ha ha, have at thee, and you're just coming at these, you're just coming at these like toothless psycho vagrants with with actual garbage, and they're up in the same game. They're just as nimble as you are. It's hilarious. But it's you, you almost turned into Parappa the Rapper there for a moment. Did I? Swing, kick. It's all in the mind. And, and it really is. But it was supposed to be a horror game, so that kind of detracted from it. There'd be like a scary thing happening. Some guy in like a uh, garbage bag skirt and some angel wings coming after you, and then all of a sudden there's Hobo Jim ready to throw down. He found, <laughs> he found himself a rusty shovel. <laughs> Time to attempt uh, to take out the king of the block. So yeah, it was it was a busy month. It was a lot of uh, it was a lot of uh, vegging and trashing up my brain. Well, that's what the month's for. Yes, exactly. I didn't get to have a whole lot of candy except for tonight, which is technically not even October anymore. Fucking bungled that. So that was what I did. Did you see anything or get into anything while it was all going on? Just uh, Castlevania. Um, October's been a little busier than I anticipated. Workwise. Yeah, both work-wise and on my wallet. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you were talking about video games, mm-hmm. Castlevania. Yes. There was some other video game stuff. Oh, is it video game drama by any chance? It's a video game, man. They can't release anything without some kind of drama of some kind. Right, okay. Before we get into our discussion, I think it's a good time to break out the oh. old newsreel. Yes, all right. Decompress. Namaste. Because... Much rage. 
is to be bandied about. Well, let's let's uh, let's go to uh, our correspondent and have him tell us some more. All right. Nerdy Tone News, brought to you by the lads over at Nerd or Not. Electric Titans Nintendo put on display the remaining pieces of their upcoming scrapper simulator, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Among the big reveals, there are two new brawlers to the series, another if you pre-order, and then at least five more over the next year. The new single-handed play mode will be called World of Light and features your favorite and not-so-favorite bruisers as underlings. I am Ed Zachary, and that was Wino Nerdy Tone News Headlines! Alright, so thanks, Ed. Uh, good to hear from you. You sound like you're stuck in the 30s. Yeah. Maybe 40s. I'm not quite sure. He's quite spry for somebody his age, isn't he? Hey, maybe it's that uh, hemp. Lots, lots of professional energy coming from that Ed Zachary. <laughs> well, anyway, he talked about uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nintendo came out with this uh, their last, what they called the last direct for Ultimate mm-hmm. or Ultimate, <laughs> and uh, they start off with a little. Uh, so here's a roster. It's set. No more. Nothing else is coming out. No more reveals. It's all done. Except for the impending DLC that we don't know. Except for the DLC. Right, yeah. This. Well, first off, they they show Ken Masters from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, didn't wasn't expecting to see him, but I'm not going to fight it. And then they showed Incinerator or Inc- Incineroar. Incineroar. Yeah. From Pokemon. I'm like, huh. Now, somebody uh, pointed a couple of interesting things out about Incineroar, in that most of the moves, uh, most of the moves in his set seem to be have uh, seem to be have taken from uh, the recent Street Fighter series, in particular the characters Rainbow Mika and Zangief. I haven't heard that, and uh, it's pretty interesting because he's got a lot of wrestling moves, yeah. like s- suplexes, and uh, he has an Irish whip. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a showman style grapple set for sure, but uh, it, there there was a there was a, a small video going around uh, the retweet the retweet stream uh, that showed like uh, Street Fighter Five or I don't I I forget which one she's from, but the uh, recent Rainbow Mika and uh, the recent Zangief their move sets compared to the animations used in Incineroar, and with concessions they're almost frame exact. Not like they stole anything. I think they're just more or less references to pretty well-known wrestling moves. But it was a, uh, it was, uh, it was notable and it was amusing. I'm gonna like to check that out at some point. Maybe that's, uh, maybe Zangief is a future DLC. Perhaps I don't know. I'd prefer Rainbow Mika because she kind of got, I don't know. She got like the. I'm trying to remember who that is. She got whipped with the drama stick when her uh, announcement came out for, um, you know, Street Fighter. Um, she is. The uh, ultra uh, campy female um, luchador, not not in Fuego. In Fuego was the in Fuego was the chef luchador from Street Fighter Four. Well, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, uh, just uh, look up, look up, uh, look her up. Google. Uh, What's Google her name research. again? Rainbow. Rainbow Mika. M I K A. Um, and she was like one of my. Uh, she was one of the characters that I used to use like constantly back in the alpha days. Oh yeah, yeah. her. And of course, people like shat their pants because oh my god. She's dressed so scandalously with the big bosoms, and she smacks her hiney. Won't anyone think of the children? What is this world coming to? I think she's wearing more clothing than Cammy does. Yes. Yeah, it's just people freaking the fuck out because that's what you do on Twitter. So uh, that's Incineroar's deal. He appears to have been trained by those two. Now's a really good point. Um, so yeah, Ken Master and Incineroar, they, mm-hmm. they said, all right, these guys... These are the last two. That's it. No more. We're done. Yeah. Except unless you pre-order. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's like, hold up. Who are we getting when you pre-order? <laughs> Perry the piranha plant. That's right. Hold up. Wait a minute. Put some. <laughs> <laughs> Put a Venus flytrap in it. Whatever. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You get the piranha plant. Have they shown any of his moveset yet? Because I I didn't see any of the video. They, uh, yeah, in the direct, they showed it bouncing around, jumping around, doing the equivalent of drop kicks that a plant in a flower pot can do. I mean, ceramic can put the hurting on somebody, but normally only if it's thrown. And I'm trying to figure out what his ult might be, like 
photosynthesis or maybe <laughs> from from what i think his final smash is he grows into the the large piranha plant you see in uh sunshine that's Mario right. sunshine yeah. yeah sunshine so pd that's that's right oh yeah pd yeah and he has like these cages in each of his hand he swings them around if he captures the, in them he can just start bashing them on the ground he's got a grapple too i mean yeah he would because that's kind of what happens to you in some of the 3d mario games so, you know, I was wondering when I heard about this, because another thing they're doing is over the next year, they're going to release up to five DLC characters. Petey could be a nickname for Petunia. Never thought about that. Hmm. Oh, yes. good point. All right. So DLC. Sorry to interrupt. If you don't pre-order, mm-hmm. are you not getting Piranha Plant at all? He's probably going to be a second year release, um, like a lot of uh, pre-order bonuses for other games have uh, have become. And yeah, you will probably have to pay for them later on. But man... What could the DLC be? I think they kind of lifted the lid on uh, Shantae and Shovel Knight because they're in spirits or assist trophy uh, form right now. Yes, I did see her as a spirit form, which the best way I could, if you had me describe what I was looking at, it, I would probably say your fighter gets his own amiibo, which they get their own amiibo. Right. And it's kind of, um, they dropped trophy mode from this, which has been a controversial uh, decision. People, uh, yeah, but that's what the spirits. That's replace. what the spirits is replacing. Yeah, but then some other people, me included, were uh, hypothesizing that the spirits mode would be like a like a replacement or an evolution of the sticker mode from Smash Brothers Brawl, and it's kind of like that. But uh, I forgot about the Wii U Smash Brothers. Uh, they had the weapon mode or whatever the hell it was. The uh, the special orders thing where you would be able to take uh, an item that you had earned uh, in an event match or something else and then you'd be able to stick it on another character, a custom character that you had created. So in this way, with the spirits mode, your amiibos are acting as if they are the trophies that you would put the stickers or attach the weapons to instead of using the trophies. That's the best way to explain it. I wish they said that during the directs because... Everybody who's a Smash fan knows about trophies mm-hmm. and maybe even stickers and before that. Yeah, yeah. Just explain it just the same way you did. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, I get it well, now. This is, this is what this is kind of, uh, what a, what I'm kind of worried about like right now is that like my favorite mode in any Smash Brothers game was like the coin mode, just because I like seeing coins explode everywhere. That's just my deal. Um, and I know you got that in Melee, and I think that made a return in Brawl. But I don't remember that being in the Wii U one, which I've only played a handful of times. And... Um, because they're apparently not afraid of taking away a major mode. Like, trophies have been in Smash Brothers since Melee, and people kind of just expect it to be there, that they probably got rid of coin mode, too. You know what I miss is the uh, the Target game. The Target game didn't come back? You tell me. I didn't get oh, the last game. Oh, you didn't game. get the Wii U. That's right. Um, I don't. I tell you what. I'll give that a couple of run-throughs sometime this weekend, because, hey, vacation. And uh, I'll let you know what's up with that. But I know that they, I know that they didn't bring back sticker mode. So Brawl stays on my wish list. I'm going to get that at some point. And I know the coin mode wasn't there. And if it ha- if it is, then I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any indication if it is there or not, which probably means it's not, unfortunately. Nintendo, bring back the bling, okay? All right. So there is some drama because, oh, oh wait. Your, your inner Wario is, yes. nerding, is going nuts. That's the only thing about Brawl. Yeah, that was the game they added Wario in, but he plays like shit in that game. That's another thing a lot of people are worried about. If this game is just a port of the Wii U copy. Uh, a little from column A and column B visited. Um, they're going to be bringing over most of the features that people had been asking for. And I think that the Spirits mode they thought was a decent amalgamation of the stickers, the trophies, and everything. you got your collectability in it. You've got your uh, uh, gamification angle in it. And they thought that would be, like, the best compromise other than, like, cramming all these other just ancillary modes on top of each other. Um, but being that they're adding a ton of characters also, there's probably going to be some rebalancing to consider at the same time. Uh, hopefully this will remain the ultimate version of Smash Brothers because they better buy... They better have... They better have invested into the Switch for a good and long while. I'm still hurting over the whole Wii U deal, to be quite honest with you. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm going to be picking this one up. Um, I'm not going to be lucky enough or able to pick up the DLC, unfortunately, and just because of the... F- I'm going to wait, because I'm not going to... Sp- the offer is you can pay individually mm-hmm. $6, and for each $6 you pay, you get a character, uh-huh. 
a board and a music track, I think. Yeah, probably some costumes. Which are the, are the? I'd pay that for a character. I'd want. Are they bringing the me back too? Like, are you be able to? Are you, are you going to be able to like, buy costumes for the me's and such? Yes, Yar. there are uh, dress-up costumes for mm-hmm. your me. Yeah, there was three modes, and uh, they sold costumes mostly as like a promotional sort of a, uh, a promotional sort of a, a, a deal. Um, but it's basically you can dress your me up as a character that's not going to be included in Smash Brothers. Ah, because I saw them dress up a me as a squidling. As a squidling, that's right. And um, they've also uh, when Smash Brothers Ultimate comes out. They're still gonna. They're still gonna have an active eShop uh, uh, feature open for the Wii U version still, just in case you feel left out or Ultimate ends up not being your jam and you want to stick to that. I'm I'm just hoping the online is. Oh, that reminds me of something. During the direct, mm-hmm. they recommended you get a land adapter for your Switch. <laughs> and they said, and they said, yeah, you can. Oh, uh, no. We recommend you get a land adapter, and, and that's I think. The official Nintendo one is like thirty bucks. Yeah, because they're counting on lag being a being a major factor in uh, in appeal. That for this. worries me. That really does. Because there's so many. Because there's so many tournament players, or is there's such a there's such a huge tournament community surrounding Smash. And if you're if you're like if you can if you're doing these like P two P over Wi Fi, that's garbage. Like try playing TF two without a without a hardline. It's nuts. You're constantly like being wound back and forth in time. And people get fucking some very little Wi-Fi I have played with my Switch uh-huh. has gone really well. Like Mario Kart, perfect. Uh, I get blown up the ass in Splatoon, like uh, like nonstop. So that landline is going to be a much appreciated. Nintendo, thank you. Kind of kills the uh, the whole mobility portion of the game, doesn't it? That's uh, true, uh, but uh, I don't know. You're going to be doing a whole lot of Smash on the. Well, you're going to be doing one player stuff on the go, yeah. But I don't think you're going to be riding the L and doing comp, you know. Especially nah. since, especially since a switch is not um, is not tower compatible. It's only Wi-Fi. Now, one thing that um, I've heard this as a rumor. I don't. I have no idea if this is true or not. But I've heard that the Pro Controller cannot be used with the game. Mm. You have to use the Joy Cons. Weren't they introducing their own Pro Controllers for the Switch? I thought that's what the deal was. Yeah, the the pro the the Switch Pro controller. Oh, I have one. I love it. Oh, okay. It is wonderful. You mean those? Okay, no, they're going to be putting out their own wired controllers. And as far as I know, they're going to be uh, they're going to be adaptable through USB. Wired controllers. Yes. GameCube style. What? It, they they did the same thing with the Wii U also. I've actually got one uh, on uh, GameStop clearance a couple of months ago for like ten bucks. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I did see that mm-hmm. where you can hook your switch up to an adapt or your um your, your game GameCube or was it sixty four controller? No, it was it adapter. was a GameCube style controller that's compatible with only the Wii U. Oh, but what about the Switch? Uh, the, the Switch is supposedly going to be doing the same deal, but I believe it's going to be uh it's uh adap- it's adaptable through a USB uh, port. Okay, well that's fine, but what about the the current Pro? controllers that they have for the switch well, that i haven't heard a damn thing on uh, about their that's that's what i've heard you cannot use the pro controllers with i hope that's not true that would be kind of weird uh, that would be a bit of a cannibalizing move too because a lot of people only have pro controllers not so many are going to be enticed to go out and grab a, grab a game that they cannot play with those that's silly i mean it, it, it you can also see nintendo totally doing something that you know galaxy brained but um yeah that's that's what scares me because <laughs> i totally see them doing that yes because Nintendo giveth and Nintendo taketh away. Oh, and they will take. And Nintendo and take. And take. Nintendo tweaketh thy balls just for good measure. I think I saw somebody uh, do the math, and the game with the LAN uh, adapter with an, an Ethernet cord mm-hmm. he's going to have to buy, yeah. and possibly a new set of controllers is going to run him somewhere about $140 just for this one game. Man, fans don't give a fuck. I know they're going to be hurt. Well, that's true. They don't give a fuck much to their own detriment because we've both been down that road. We ne- they, they don't give a fuck and then they give <laughs> yeah. all the fucks. They, well, they give all the like, fucks. more than they should. Yeah, because then all of a sudden you can't go get groceries. You're down You're down uh, to a quarter tank and you've got two weeks to the next check. But hey, at least you got fucking Smash Brothers like a moron. <laughs> you can't drive to anybody's house to play it. But hey, at least you picked it up day one. Shelf fresh. Um, speaking of Switch shit, uh, 
You're going to be doing any... Uh, I'm going to run down the list here. You're going to be doing any Dark Souls? Probably, Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I never got the appeal of that series either. Okay, you're going to be... My game list is so long, but... I don't know if I'm going to be able to tackle everything. Um, what's the next big deal for the Switch? You're going to be doing any uh, Diablo three? No, you're gonna, I'm not into you, Diablo. You're going to be doing any Diablo Immortal? <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you don't need a Switch for that. <laughs> well, that, that I think that will turn this phone into a paperweight if I did that. Yeah, it would turn mine into just a hot brick cooking my dick off. I don't need that. I don't need that mess. Uh, tell us about this story. Um, tell us a story, Uncle Corey. What? You're assuming that there's some sort of like a histrionic and thoroughly unnecessary drama associated with the announcement of Diablo Immortal. Oh, there's not? Okay, let's no, move on then. No, there is. There is. People, uh, people, oh, uh, people got their titties in a twist over it. And then other people got their titties in a twist over people getting their titties in a twist. Basically, nobody's looking good in this whole fucking stupid situation, including the genesis of it all, Blizzard. Yeah, they fucked up. They did. Nothing but titty you twisters. You can't look at, well, you know. I want a decent titty twister. I'm going to pay for it. And it's certainly not going to be uh, attached to this mess, you know, whatsoever. But the thing is, is that you can't see that people are, like, freaking out disproportionately about a stupid video game and then completely discount the fact that they have something to be upset about. For one thing, most of this drama comes from Twitter, and that's because this shit echoes up to, like, a bellicose roar by the time it settles down. One person says some stupid thing. A bunch of people broadcast that stupid thing ad infinitum. 10,000 RTs. I don't know how many likes. And then somebody else retweets that and says, I have an eloquent and quite articulately stated counterpoint. And it's just like, fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. You're stupid and you're probably racist. So then somebody, <laughs> so then somebody retweets that and that goes through the spider web of echoes that... The other side has no fucking choice but to come headlong against, and all of a sudden, it's just two big assholes farting at each other. It's a megaton, ex uh, it's a megaton explosion of just like noxious fumes and dumb fucking thoughts, and it just takes over Twitter for like three days and four days. And it all came from a a pretty reasonable um, reaction to something that nobody really wanted to see and nobody really wanted, and. A pretty reasonable reaction to that. That was like, guys, you guys are fucking just... It's volume down a little bit. Turn the knob, okay? But it just feeds into each other. And of course, there are people that benefit from that. Blah, blah, blah. Here's what they're reacting to. BlizzCon was this week. Uh... There was a uh, there was a trumped up announcement. People thought you know they said well, Blizzard said ahead of time to their credit that they weren't going to be making any announcements for D4 this year. And it's like, oh, okay. Blizzard still has a huge queue for something Diablo-related. There's ropes, there's a cordoned lane, people are, people are queuing up to uh, ask questions about this, uh, this uh, hotly anticipated title. And of course, yeah, Blizzard might have said, hey, we're not announcing anything related to D4 at all, but you know what? Look at all this pageantry. People are going to assume, ah, it's Blizzard fucking with us. They're going to announce D4, and no, they did not. They announced Diablo Immortal which is a free-to-play uh, mobile version of Diablo. Micro, uh, microtransactions assumed to be in tow. They did not detail any of that yet. And uh, I guess they expected people to react the same way they would have reacted to a D4 announcement. Um, that did not occur. <laughs> <laughs> it was, the news was taken quite badly because a lot of people saw it as a cock tease. And you know what? A lot, they're half right. That was that was a pretty that was a pretty artless move on Blizzard's part. You can't you can't trump up something like that. That's something that a lot of Blizzard's audience is kind of poo poo on to begin with. Mobile gaming, because a lot of them are invested in this own in the in their own uh, in their own PC uh, oriented economy. Shit, they announced it for the Switch, which was something that had like nothing to do with them. It was distance as far away from them as you could say like a salad was from somebody who's into burgers, right? And still, they're like, ah, Switch, okay. They can actually, <laughs> like, own a Switch and be totally about, like, you know, maybe Diablo 3 would be a pretty good deal on the Switch, I don't know, but it's, it's just not how that culture is. And for them to assume that it was going to be welcome with open arms, is, that's, just, just, that's just utmost goofery. Then, uh, then the press came back with like, "Oh wow, look at all the worst people on Twitter pissed off at uh, Blizzard for this uh, for mishandling this whole Diablo order." And then they began with the usual fuselades that the game 
Jerno uh, scene loves lobbing at uh, their detractors. They're all Nazis or something because Nazis love playing video games. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> we could have avoided World War II if they just let Pong out of the hopper a little bit earlier. Shit, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. The answer was right there. And that would have gotten rid of the Aryan scourge. If only, if only we were a bit quicker to bat. Um, and of course, nobody really likes called being a Nazi. So then uh, that side got louder. And, um, and it just all fucking degraded from there because where the fuck else is there to go? Straight down to the bottom. You see what you did, Blizzard? You did this. You, this is all you. You did this, Blizzard. No, this shit happens like once every week. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's fine. And Blizzard still makes Overwatch, which was another point of drama over the week. God damn it. What happened with Overwatch? Uh, they released a new character. It's a cool looking character. Oh, Ash and Bob. Ash. That's right, Ash and Bob. And they look they look great. They, they, as, they, as a matter of fact, I was kind of jazzed at this announcement because, oh man, it's McCree, uh, but with like a... With like a with like a drop a bit in firing rate, probably, but with added mobility. Fucking A. I'm a scout main. Why wouldn't I want any of that? She's not black. Ah, uh, I'm sorry, what? Blizzard. I forgot who your audience was. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, the announcement was not woke enough. Uh, people feel that they're uh, being unfairly represented in this game. Dude, they do this every fucking announcement. Well, Some sort of controversy. People are upset. There are they accusing uh, Blizzard of whitewashing a fictional character? Uh, they're accusing them of not having a character to whitewash to begin with, I think. And of course, the worst elements of these critics are going to be like, you guys are like closet Nazis, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, dude, this is not a concern. Jesus fucking Christ. This is here's the thing that I like to point out to people, and they get so fucking smoked. When I, when I drop this in their laps. Overwatch always gets the shit hammered out of them over their their approach to diversity, which thus far has been batting 300, in my opinion. You know what game doesn't give a shit about you and your fucking tender little fifis? Team Fortress 2. You know how many people write about Team Fortress 2 not giving a fuck about what they got on tap for you, you special little human? Zero. Zero people. Nobody writes about Team Fortress not having a diverse cast. It's literally nine classes, all dudes with one under dispute, and one black dude with one eye. I'm a black Scottish cyclops. Nobody hammers them for shit because they know that Valve doesn't care. But Overwatch cares, and therefore they are constantly... They always have people crawling up their asses over the dumbest shit. Their last character announcement was a hamster and a robot ball, I think, or something like that. I haven't played him yet. And people were like, no. You didn't name him what we wanted you to name him. And it's like, motherfucker, some asshole on Reddit just came up with that. Nobody, that wasn't even in the plan. I don't know when people thought that they have the right to dictate what <laughs> it's the most retarded a video game shit. company does with their characters. It's absolutely nuts. You, you didn't take our approach under consideration for this game. It's like, man, they're not supposed to. They're creating this for you to engage with. They can't read your fucking mind. And even if they could, all it is is like crap-ass fanfic to begin with. Nobody's, none of what you come up with in your withered little imagination is going to be good enough for these people anyway. Because other people are going to look at the shit that you came up with. Let's just say that Blizzard was being charitable. And they crowdsource their, their, their creative process. Yeah, you know why they're not doing that? Because there are other assholes out there like you that are going to hate the shit that you came up with. That's why that doesn't happen, ass. So, leave it to Blizzard to do the creating. You play the fucking game. You drop the money on the... You you you, you buy the loot boxes, which, hey, uh, way to keep on the subject with that, you fucking massive hypocrites, you. And then, shut the fuck up for once. Twitter does you no good. <laughs> Dude, I think that's... They should just have me come up, because I know that they're not, they're not going to want to take the hits. But you know what? I'm a fucking scumbag, and I know that. I've known that for 40 years. They should just have me come up and be the punching bag. Take the controller and be like, you know what? This game looks pretty great, but I know you're going to bitch about it for a little while first. So here, fling like a batarang at the first person in the queue. Play it and then talk. <laughs> you might get some responses to this video. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I mean this with the best of intentions. Quit being cockends, all right? <sighs> There's too many whiny bitches out there. There are I know. too many. I used to be one of them. Okay, I know how this works. But shit, it's it's just so, it's 
It's a tired old song and dance. There's having a legitimate gripe about something, and then there's being no, a whiny bitch. I used to bitch. bitch about some pretty dumb shit back in the day, too. Remember when Superman became Superman Blue? I was like, that's sacrilege. I kind of agreed with you at the time. It's like, this didn't seem right. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was cynical, but that's what comics does. They have an event to push out new readers, or to push out new books. Excuse me. To push out interesting books to bring in new readers. You know? And it's it's... Having, having been into comics for, like, more than 25 years, at that point, I was, like, what, 17? And that business model hadn't really... I, I, I hadn't really appreciated it for what it was at the moment, but it keeps happening. That's why you have Civil War. That's why you have Captain America getting assassinated. That's why you have... Uh, I don't think Guy Gardner swapping genders, like, 20 times is really notable enough to be a summer event or anything. Oh, that's why you had Marvel vs. DC... It just happens over and over and over again. That's why these things are big. People talk about them. And yeah, a lot of them get like <laughs> like unreasonably pissed off about it. But they kind of count on that. It's the Vince McMahon marketing method, you know? Oh, bad publicity. <laughs> Until Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like comics didn't take the existence of Twitter into account. And neither did video games. And people get way too fucking bent out of shape over this shit now. Because they've got no other place to go. Here's the cherry on this uh, turd Sunday. Uh, the whole uh, uh, kind of like uh, forming the spine of this Blizzard controversy is the fact that uh, this uh, Diablo Immortal, this phone game, is being handled by an overseas Chinese company that a lot of their portfolio is also free to play, you know, cash in uh, mobile games. And they're like, oh, well, you just handed this off to NetEase and it's a reskin of something they've already done. It's a good argument. Because I've seen the game that they're talking about. Yeah. I think I showed you a picture of it. It looks a shitload like Diablo, or at least what a Diablo knockoff would look like. Yeah, a clone of it, yeah. They've been working with the studio for literally since 2009 on various other Blizzard projects. You might have heard of one called Hearthstone. The portable versions were handled by NetEase. They, uh, you might have heard of, a, of an expansion for Diablo 3, also handled by NetEase. Uh, they also do the Chinese... Uh, uh, server uh, duties for Overwatch. It's not. It's not. It's not something that they. So they're like a support they, team. Yeah, and Blizzard's been uh, Blizzard's been working with them for a good and long time. It's not somebody they just kind of like uh, pulled off of the uh, the, uh, the the free to play mobile charnel house and said, "Look, uh, we noticed what you've did with this game that looks a lot like our shit. Uh, we're either going to sue you or you're going to work for us." They've had a fruitful working relationship, and if uh, Hearthstone or any of their past uh, projects are any indication, they're probably not going to sever that tie anytime soon. And that's the thing. The big controversy is that, hey, it's just a cheap cash-in using this like mobile gaming charnel house, and it's not. No, they know what they're doing with this. It's just that it looks a lot like bullshit right now because of the way they revealed it to us, which I will say again, it's understandable to be kind of miffed at that. But the way the drama escalates, you guys hit the fucking brakes already. Delete your Twitter. Just delete your Twitter, okay? Nobody, Twitter doesn't benefit anybody anymore. It's bullshit. Delete your fucking Twitter. You will be a better person for it. Trust me. You'll get. You'll find a better appreciation for your hobbies. You'll be talking to more people. Idiotic thoughts don't spend as long percolating in your brain until you have to barf them out at a very inappropriate time. It's trust me. It's like jogging, okay? Except with much less work. You just delete your. Just delete your account, and all of a sudden the headaches go away. Oh my gosh, I'm a happier person. What has happened? <laughs> I've always said social media is a tool, man, but some people love taking that hammer and smashing their thumb every day. Well, sometimes there's... Yep, this is how I'm supposed to use it, like right? there's too many tools using social media. So, um, what else, what else uh, had we uh, had we happened uh, this week? Um, uh, we touched on everything I had on the uh, rundown. Do you have anything? No, I was just talking about the shit that we did for Halloween. and uh, I, I was going to feel the room and see if uh, people also had like Halloween uh, rituals or um, habits that they like to do. Like like movie marathons and such, but uh, didn't. I would love to know if anybody had any. Unfortunately, they're gonna have to go to our Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I know. After all that that ranting you were doing yeah. about kill Twitter. By the way, you can find us at Cretans yeah, Kill at Twitter. Com, I know. I, you, and other stick, social medias. Stick, you know, Instagram's kind of phony baloney bullshit, but at least you're more hands on and you're given the breadth to form a cogent thought. And everything is not reactionary on Instagram. That's what I would say. At least when I make a typo on Instagram, I can fix it. Oh, and there's that, too. Yes. An edit button exists. Right. Yeah. You know what you should do? You should have me, like, come on. Uh, you should have me, like, take over your Twitter for, like, a day that I'm off and have 
had me do like an AMA. Why am I such a bitter asshole? And then people just abuse me for like 24 hours. And then I'm like, oh, this is why I quit Twitter. Thank you for this. Just as yeah, a reminder. Satan bless you. You're, the, you're good people. <laughs> hey, uh, first off, I do want to say thanks to Toby, Secret Transmission, and thanks to Florida Fanatics. You guys jumping in. Uh, you, you guys added some great <laughs> stuff. We, I love your videos. Corey, you, you got to watch these guys. They're great. I'm going to tell everybody they got to watch. If you love anything theme park related in the Orlando area, like this mm-hmm. guy, uh, you'll love their stuff. Right. So check them out. Also, check out anybody else who's on the Somebody's Network. And there are many people. Yeah, th- I'm not going to listen to everybody <laughs> this time. I'll, you need to get to bed. I need to sign this off. So, <laughs> hey, uh, you like the pillow? Uh, Toby was commenting on that. And we got some uh, shirts. We got some other merch. Go ahead, check us out. Cretans Guild at tpublic.com. You get some hoodies. Winter is coming. Get some phone cases, coffee mugs, throw pillows, totes, whatever. Uh, that's Cretans Guild at tpublic.com. I think there's another sale coming up, so keep an eye out for that. We feed off your dialogue, so we ask you to subscribe, like, and engage us in the comments yes. or our Twitter page at Cretans Guild or Instagram or Facebook. We feed off your dialogue and life force. S- sustain us, yes. Suck it out of your soul <laughs> through your eyes. <laughs> Yes, oh. master. I don't know where this is going. I don't know. So we say to all of our followers, new and old, welcome to the guild. Sorry you found us. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't let go. This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. Hello again, everyone. It's Mr. Most Days Off from the Best Darn Diddly Review Show, here with a special message for you from Richie the WizKid. You know, a town without Best Darn Diddly is a little like the mule with the spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it, and danged if he knows how to use it. The name's WizKid, Richie the WizKid, and I come before you good fans of Springfield with probably the greatest podcast. Uh, it's not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville podcast. Now, you wait here just a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. You tell us where to listen to Best Darn Diddly and we'll listen. I'll tell you exactly where you can listen to it. You can catch the Best Darn Diddly Review Show each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com. So hop on the monorail and join us on this journey through the Simpsons series.